nightmare in Dallas. Lamar bets on himself. The Steelers sneak by. Burrow with four INTs. Aaron Rodgers isn't happy with his wide receivers. And are we going to talk about the Lions? This and more NFL news coming up on the Bring It In Show. You're listening to WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Bring It In Show. As always, Glenn and Jamie here, and we are so psyched. Like I said, as right before the show came on, we got so much to talk about. We got nightmares in Dallas, Lamar betting on himself, the Steelers having a pick fest. In, <laughs> and, and I mean, everybody's talking about... I'm, all I'm hearing is how awesome Joe Burrow is, and, I mean, the Steelers aren't awesome. And, I mean, man. And then the Eagles being one of the top teams starting off the preseason, and we got a game against the Lions, who are supposedly down at the bottom of the barrel. Jamie, is all this crazy stuff happening because it's week one of the NFL season? Or are some of these things that we're seeing shaken up? I mean, is this is this real-life football? All of the prep work, everything we've been talking about, who's right, who's wrong, who's good, who's not good, who's going to be the best players coming out. Yeah, week one has its surprises. And I think we talked about the Detroit Lions a little bit. Yeah, I think you were a little higher on them than than I was, actually. I mean, last week we did our um, last week we did our our power rankings. We started them off preseason power rankings. We had the Lions starting at twenty three, and um, out of all the football I watched yesterday. I'm not saying, Jamie, that the Lions are my favorite to win the Super Bowl, but from where I was looking at them, the Lions were the most impressive team that I saw yesterday. Like, they impressed me. I was, I was looking forward to seeing other teams impress me, but the Lions were the team that had me going, whoa, whoa, these, these guys, I think they might be for real. Now they ended up losing 35 to 38 
to the Eagles. So they were only able to put up 35. But, man, Swift looked good. And we had uh, yeah. one of our insiders tell us that Swift was going to be was going to have a year this year already. So, I mean, I, what it, what yeah, you? Well, we were waiting for the surprises. I said we were wanting to know who was going to come out swinging. Yeah. Um, and give us an opportunity to really give our our power rankings adjusted correctly. Yeah, and I spent all last night and this morning adjusting our power rankings. I shuffled teams around into six tiers, and from there, I uh, I renumbered them. So we got we got the official Monday morning power rankings. Yeah, we got we got one more game to go this week. We're not judging those teams. They're they're gonna sit around where they were sitting in our first preseason power rankings, but we give you your power rankings a day earlier than anybody else. So, I mean, come to the Bring It In show where you get your power rankings Monday morning for our Monday morning power rankings. We'll see how much you agree with me, Jamie, and see uh, see where things happen. But I mean. Just like everybody else's power rankings, they get adjusted every week. So if you don't like where your team falls in these power rankings, then maybe your team should have done better. I'm just saying. (laughs) I mean, we all watched all the games, so, and I mean, we got speculations about what's going to happen tonight, but you never know. That's right. And just keep in mind, if you don't like where your team's at, it is week one. It's week one. They'll have, a, they'll have an opportunity to prove themselves. Plenty of but time. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna base these off of what we saw Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to jump out there, and, and we'll start this, and we'll talk about some of the games as we go through. Hopefully, we can touch all the games. There are a couple games that I need to talk about including um, the Steelers taking it to the Super Bowl runner-up. I mean, I just I need to I need to hear what you think about that. Um, and there, yeah, there there were some there were some close ones, and there were some uh, there were some interesting things happening. But we're just gonna start. I'm going to rattle off. How many How many teams do you want me to rattle off at first, Jamie? I don't know. You don't know? All right. We're going to start with 32. We'll start with the, we'll start with the bottom six. All right. The bottom six, I have Seahawks at 32, the Jaguars at 31, Commanders at 30, Panthers 29, Browns 28, and Jets 27. So that's, I mean, we I know there were a lot of points in in some games, but Commanders and, and Panthers, even though they scored a lot of points, they were scoring them against each other. So it wasn't very impressive, and we'll see we'll see if things can shake up. I mean, you were talking about the the Browns, and I mean. <laughs> You yeah. were right about the Browns' defense. 
They looked so mean going out there against their old buddy Baker Mayfield. Um, I mean, they didn't give him any chance to do anything. And you got a star running back in Christian McCaffrey who ends the game with, I think, like 33 yards and a touchdown on 10 attempts. 10 chances. Mm Averaging like three yards. That's that's one of the top players in the game right now. And I mean, that defense, that defense is going to keep them in some games. Their offense started working up a little bit, but I yeah. still I still oh. need to see a little more from them against well, it. I honestly thought that uh, that the Browns possibly had the best defense in that division. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they made it look easy yesterday. So, and I mean, Kareem Hunt, he we know what we're getting with the running game from from the uh, Browns, and it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did we get? We got uh, Nick Chubb, one hundred and forty-one yards. Kareem Hunt had two tutties. Yeah, fifty yards, seventy-five over, like seventy-five total yards. Yeah, twenty-four uh, receiving, and that's where I know at least one of his tutties came from. He got down in that end zone, um, and I mean, it's like it's like, did Nick Chubb say, "Hey, let's let's give Kareem two tutties to start the uh, season, so we can kind of keep him." happy so yeah that's a mean tandem right there yeah it really is I, I, yeah uh, and getting wins that's the one thing we said the browns are gonna have to do to get to deshaun was to get wins so any means necessary they got one um carolina where do you where did you move carolina on your rankings um they went to number 28 29 so they're just one spot below the Browns. And they they had a decent drop from 24 to 29. Mm-hmm. And then the Browns dropped from 21 to 28. So And then the Jets the Jets filled out that last little bit of it. Yeah. And then yeah. uh Going with those next six games, six teams, at 26, I had the Texans. 25, I had the Colts, where that game just turned out to be a snoozer. It was such a good game during the the beginning of that game. Had so much promise in it for the Texans to show who they were. They let Matt Ryan and the Colts catch back up. And then... It was like everybody went to sleep for overtime, and they wind up being the first tie of the season. The Colts, Texans, in that game, I I probably should have put the Texans over the Colts, but with Matt Ryan being their first-year quarterback there and him getting them back into the game, that's kind of why I threw the Colts over top of the Texans, but 
I mean, I had the Texans so low at the beginning of the uh, season. I felt like the Colts were higher than this, but I dropped them both to around the same area just because they they had a dud of an overtime. Dud. Yeah. And I do expect the Colts to do better. And, I mean, I think the Texans are going to do better than a lot of people are projecting. I think they have them, the over-under for wins in this season, set at four. I think they'll, I mean, unless they tie a lot more. But this should have been a win for them the way it started out. So I have those two at 26-25. Then the Cowboys at 24, which, like I said... In, in the beginning of this, it's nightmare in Dallas right now with Dak Prescott. Oh, um, he's got to have surgery. We, I, I haven't heard how long he's going to be out for, but I mean, I think it's, the, I think I heard six to eight immediate uh, was the first first call. Yeah. Six to eight. The second call. Do you think that was yeah. too? Uh, the 49ers to see if they could grab Jimmy G over there real quick. I mean, it very well could have been, <laughs> but, but, but I'll be, I'm going to say this, that the 49ers are not ready to give him up. No, no. Wow. I actually yeah. said that earlier. Uh, I was talking to somebody at Bleacher Report and they, brought that up to me and I said, Oh, after that game yesterday, I'm not sure that the 49ers aren't going to be throwing Jimmy G on the field. Uh, but, and that game was a slop fest. It was so muddy. The, the bears were able to sneak out that win, but I mean, some like one of the Bears touchdowns. I I don't know if you saw this one, but it was probably like a sixty-yard touchdown, maybe a little more. It was just due to Justin Fields scrambling around back there, and then coverage totally breaking down. I mean, the receiver was cut was covered by two defensive backs, and then they stopped looking at him and start looking at um. Justin Fields and he snuck out the back door on him <laughs> and just, just he just started waving his arms like hey I'm way over here on the other side of the field and that helped get them down so I mean in in that grouping I had 26 was the Texans 25 the Colts 24 the Cowboys 23 the 49ers 22 the Patriots and 21 the Falcons what do you think about that? Um, I mean, we're you know after week one, yes, we're we're in the right place right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there were some shocking shocking things that I saw. Mm-hmm. The Falcons looked better than I expected them to. They actually strung some some things along, but unfortunately, uh, the Saints had a guy in Michael Thomas stashed. Uh, who we haven't seen for two years, and he gave us two touchdowns for those two years. What did you did? Were you? I mean, how did you feel about his return to football? Well, I love it because um, you know he, he was the best receiver 
in the NFL till he got hurt a couple years ago. Yeah. So it is nice to see him back um, without question. Um, and they've got they've got man the Saints could be good offensively. Uh, they've got some they've got some good wide receivers. And probably one of their best ones is a rookie, Chris Olave. He's he's going to be awesome. But uh, Michael Thomas and o- and uh, Jarvis Landry on the outside. Yeah, and gets anybody get Taysom <clears throat> can hit that. I mean, did you see Taysom take it down the uh, field on a direct snap yesterday? Just power through, but just power behind the guard and comes out yeah. to the side. Yep, and and the Falcons actually um, watching a little bit of that game. I didn't watch a lot of it, but the Falcons actually didn't look that bad. No, I thought. I mean, um, I was expecting them to win at the beginning. I mean, they they looked like I mean a better team than I expected to come out. I mean, the Falcons looked like they were they were executing. Marcus Mariota looked really good, and then. Yep. It's like the curse of the Falcons came came back. I mean, they got it to the the end. They had a chance to win, but they went for a sixty three yard field goal. What are you doing in that situation, Jamie? You're the Falcons. You're down one point. You're on the sixty three yard line. Are you gonna go for it or go for that field goal like they did? Eh, probably the field goal. Yeah, I mean, and they know how far their kicker can kick. I mean, these guys have boots on them now. I mean, it's not even. Mm-hmm. It's not even yeah, funny. Fifty yarder is nothing for most of these guys. Yeah. And usually when they make them, they could clear it from you know seventy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you're not you're not joking there. But yeah, no, the Saints are the. Uh, I like the Saints. Um, they're gonna. They're. I can't imagine them not winning that division, but it's early. Can't can't make that prediction right yet. But as long as Jameis Winston stays healthy, I think they're gonna be good. Yeah. I mean, and it's he he's gonna give you tons of yards. We've seen touchdown, touchdown machine in the past. He's he's fallen back on some interceptions, but with the wide receiver core he's got here, I don't think that's gonna be as much of a problem for him anymore. And that brings up. Our next six, starting at number 20, we have the Titans, who I expected to see a lot more out of. And if they keep putting performances like they did yesterday up, Malik Willis will be starting as their quarterback. They'll put somebody back there that can move around a little more. Um, But I have the Titans at 20, Saints at 19, the Bears at 18, Giants at 17, the Packers at 16, and the Cardinals at 15. What do you think about some of those games? Um, I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit like I'm feeling like we got I'm feeling like we got the 
the bear is up a little too high. Yeah. But and we'll let that play out because they got a win against they, the 49ers, so they should move up. Yeah, but maybe not um, not as high as maybe they should be. As I'm looking at this, talking to you, maybe they yeah. should be uh, – the Saints should be higher than them. I, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to say this – I think the Colts are better than they are in our rankings right now, but again, yeah. it's early and they're, they're 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 adapting to a new quarterback, so I'll give them a chance to to develop that power. Yeah. Um, and same with the Saints. I think that, I think we need the Bears below the the Saints and the Colts, but okay, we can we can wait till next week's performance to see where that actually gets us. Yeah, and I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna run over to check on week two schedule where we got saints going up against the bucks we got the colts going up against the jags and the bears going up against the packers so that should uh give those teams a little bit of room to shake things around see how they compete against some of those higher teams and the lower teams what do you think about the cardinals um. Boy, you know what though? I, the, that game. Yeah. I, I more thought about man. The Chiefs didn't really lose any ground. No, they didn't. Watching that game, you know, I, I, I don't think the Cardinals played very well. Just didn't seem to gel real nicely, uh, and their defense was a little bit. Um, defense got a little bit controlled by that offense. Um, but they, yeah, I, I, I don't know. They, they kind of scare me a little bit. Um, 21 points. I, I figured they'd be at least 35 points against that, against the chiefs. I thought that'd be a, just like one of those classic shootouts. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious. I like to see who do, who, who do they have next week? The Cardinals, the Cardinals have the Raiders next week. And the Raiders, I mean, I have them slotted. I'll, I'll give a little sneak peek. I have the Raiders slotted at 14, right above the Cardinals. So, and yeah. and that's going to be a game that that makes one of these teams or sends them down down the list in our power rankings. Because I mean, I mean, the Raiders came out a little flatter than I expected, but yeah. I mean, they were going up against the Chargers, so from where we had them last week, we kind of expected this to happen, where we had had them both ranked last week. But I still thought the Raiders were going to do, do a little better than, than they had. Um, yeah, I, I was expecting a little bit more. Is well, you get three interceptions from your quarterback, you're gonna you're gonna have problems. Yeah. As we saw in another matchup, the Cincinnati game. Yeah, that's that's can't give it away that many times, you're gonna lose. Yeah. That's that's coming up. Again, with the uh Chiefs Cardinals game, I don't know if you saw, but know how we've been talking about Reed, the safety, kicking in practice. Kicking in preseason games. Did you see? Uh, it's all fun and games until the kicker kicks the ground and hurts his leg. Did you see 
after that happened, we got a safety kicking field goals and kicking off in an actual NFL game. So, I mean, you never know when it's gonna, when you're gonna need a secret weapon like that. And that, I mean, that saves them an extra roster space. I mean, they don't need like a backup kicker. I wonder, I usually a punter will kind of fill in that job if they can, but man, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a cool story saying, Reed be able to uh do that but yeah that next grouping of uh teams we got 14 the Raiders like I said 13 the Bucks 12 the Lions and 11 the Bengals so mm, man you brought the Lions all the way up there I brought the they impressed me that much I'm not gonna lie because I was looking at the Eagles especially with their defense. Their defense is supposed to be extremely good. I think they are. I mean, they, they, it looked good, but Swift kept breaking chunks off in them. So, I mean, yeah, I brought the lines all the way up there. We'll see. We'll see how they, uh, how things shake out when they go up against the commanders next week. So, I mean, that could be another game to to level the lines out and bring the commanders back up. I mean, there were some dimes thrown in that commanders game. Carson Wentz threw oh, yeah. the ball a lot better than I expected. Um, I just... I, I guess I, I didn't see much of their defense doing anything, and that's why... That game ended the way it did, twenty-eight to twenty-two. Um, yeah, and I dropped the right. the Bucks down a little bit because they, I mean, they only scored one touchdown last night. It was at the end of a game where Dak Prescott went out, and I mean, it was just field goal fest. Yeah, it looks like a pretty not you know not one of Tom Brady's best outings. No, and we got to see is that going to change? I mean, a big jump drop that I had were the Bengals at the fourth spot, and then I dropped them all the way down to eleven. But I mean, when you when you throw four interceptions in a game and cough up one fumble and you let someone block a field goal on you. Yeah. I mean, usually you're not going to lose by just a field goal when it comes down to it. But that's a gritty, gritty um, rivalry. And, I mean... Maybe, maybe it is just a rivalry game. Is this week one rivalry? Should, did I drop the Bengals down too low? We'll find out next week because they play 
the Cowboys, so they'll have a bounce back week. Yeah. So I, don't I mean, know if we can move, I don't know if we can move them after they play the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, they will have to absolutely scorch the Cowboys with no Dak Prescott to be able to move up in to the top 10. So there you have it right there. We got our top or 11 through 32 scrolling down Monday morning power rankings. Stick with us for a second and we will be back after a station identification. Bring it in. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have online ordering and curbside delivery available. And now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. More information can be found at BrighterDayFoods.com. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. Do you own a small business? Do you want to get your message out to a dedicated, loyal, and active audience? Then make WRUU part of your company's marketing strategy. Our listeners aren't just passively listening to us in the background. When your company underwrites with WRUU, you're getting their attention. And you're also supporting Savannah's only community radio station. It's an act of both self-interest and community spirit. Connect your brand with WRU's passion, spunk, and hyper-local focus by choosing an underwriting package that fits your company's budget. Email underwriting at WRUU.org for more information. Thank you. You're listening to The Bring It In Show on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And it's Glenn and Jamie from the Bring It In crew talking all about week one NFL. You got We got our Monday morning power ranking scrolling along the bottom of the screen. If you're joining us from Facebook, if you are not, you're going to have to jump on the podcast and listen to it again when we upload it because... We just went through 11 through 32. If you don't like where we put your team, tell us why. I mean, we watch the games. If it's your team, I know you watch the game too. So just let us know what you think about what, where we put your team. So, I mean, we're, we're here. We're ready. We're ready to answer all your sports questions, comments. Give us a call at the studio Nine one two seven one two five zero seven seven. So we gave you the top. Now we're gonna break in with the the top ten 
of our power rankings, and we're going to let you know about those games that happened because that's what we're here to do. That's what, that's what we do. That's what we love doing, bringing you the best sports news in Savannah, the Bring It In Show. All right, so rounding up the top ten. I'm, yes, sir. I'm going to bring out, you want the top five? Or the, you want ten through six? And then we'll do yep. a reveal the top five at the end? All right. Yeah. So coming in at ten, I moved the Steelers up there. Steelers breaking in the top ten at the tenth spot. How do you feel about that, Jamie? Am I giving your guys too much credit? I mean, there were five turnovers. Yeah. I mean, J.J. Watts out. I'm not sure how long. Yep. It was J.J., right? Not T.J.? T.J. All right. I had a feeling it wasn't J.J. (laughs) But all those... All those guys look the same to me. Um, I, I wish we had J.J. as well. Now, he's got a pectoral injury, so he's out for a little while. Do you think the score was too close with having that many turnovers? Um. Well, look, man, I mean... They're playing against the AFC champion from the year before. Yeah. So that they're they're a good team. Uh, I'd have liked to have seen a little bit more spread, getting a little more points on the turnover. Uh, but uh, as I've mentioned before, in regards to you know kind of the same classification with the Steelers that I'm gonna have with the Colts. Um, it's going to take a little time for the new quarterback to step in and find some um, consistencies, some get some um, gelling with the, with some of these receivers, get a little confidence, um, have the team getting behind you a little bit. So look, I've been pretty consistent with the Steelers. If they play solid D and can stay healthy, they're as good a team as anybody. Yeah, and um, but. We'll we'll see how that offense kind of pulls itself together. Yeah, it's kind of what the Colts are going to go through. I think they're going to be a really good team. They have a solid defense if they can still stay healthy. We know Matty Ice can put up numbers. You know, eventually he's going to find he's going to find more ways to win there. Yeah, I mean, I I totally hear what you're saying. I think the most important thing for you guys that happened yesterday was going into overtime and Trubisky being there and his veteran leadership being able to not have that be too big of a moment because that, I mean, I almost feel like his last drive down the field, though it didn't end in a touchdown, he got you guys in field goal range twice. (laughs) And I mean, that last one, time was expiring, so it had to go with the field goal. But just being able to get you guys down to that position, being the quarterback, I think that's exactly why he's 
the quarterback in Pittsburgh right now. And I, I think it was a good move for Pittsburgh. I mean, he didn't get nearly the stats that Joe Burrow got, but, I mean, he didn't throw any interceptions either. So that is huge. I mean, you don't yep. you don't need to throw 338 yards and get two tutties if you're going to put up four interceptions. That that's turning you into Jameis Winston down in Tampa Bay. You putting up that many interceptions and um and not following through with a bunch of touchdowns. So that was just that was just a crazy game getting that <laughs> yeah extra point miss and all that. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I mean this the and it it proves to you how important in that lineup of we see the kicker and we always blame the kicker when things go wrong, but that was one of the situations that provides the glimpse into how important every single person in that chain is. The Bengals, long snappers out. They have a a tight end snapping. And, I mean, just even the, the road, how many times the snapper, the, the snapper knows, the long snapper knows how many rotations the ball's going to go through. So when the holder catches it, the laces are in the proper spot. So the holders don't want to fiddle around with that ball and spin it with no time. They want to catch the ball and put it down with the laces in the right spot. And, I mean, two high snaps for the Bengals. One, the laces were facing towards the kicker, which a kicker does never want to kick a ball with the laces because it, it – it's added um it's just added thing i mean it just it added friction i guess is the word that i'm trying to say you know so then we go to 9 where i have the broncos um we like I said, we had them less listed there before, and we haven't seen them play. They're playing one of the worst teams, as far as we think. So everything's just gonna stay that way until tonight happens, and that's Monday. Monday's games are gonna be the beginning of our power ranking adjustment. So. Then we go to the Ravens, who had a win. Ravens at eight. They had a win against the Jets, uh, twenty-four to nine. But it was, it wasn't the game that I expected. I don't know. I mean, the Jets do have that new defensive back, Sauce Gardner, and he's the man. And the Jets. Defense is looking decent, but the Ravens still started a lot more sluggish than I expected. Um, but getting Duvernay in the end zone twice and um, Bateman 
in the end zone for like a 55 or 65 yard pass. I mean, those show glimpses of what the Ravens hope to be in the future. But I mean, the running game is just not a Ravens running game. I mean, I'm trying to. Where's all their running backs? I mean, that's and that's the problem. J.K. Dobbins, who's supposed to be the number one, the guy in Baltimore, he still hasn't come back, and Gus Edwards is still taking care of a ACL that he hurt last year. So, Kenyon Drake got eleven yard or thirty-one yards, and Mike Davis got eleven. Lamar Jackson only got seventeen, and I like seeing Lamar only have six carries in a game. I mean, when when we need him to be scrambling and doing all that stuff, that's closer to playoffs or in the Super Bowl or something like that, you know? Right now, especially on games that they're going to be able to win, you want to see Lamar staying in the pocket and working with those receivers. Isaiah Likely, I saw him have a big drop, and I wasn't happy about that. He was targeted four times and comes up with no touchdowns. So, not happy about that. Mark wow. Andrews had a had a quieter day, but I think that's all part of the plan to get these younger receivers some more touches and more experience almost and not rely on Mark Andrews so much right now. Um, I think so. an interesting thing, uh, an interesting stat that comes out of that Ravens Jets game is uh, um, the, the game stats. Jets had over, over 100 yards more total yards on the day. They had, looks like, five more minutes of time of possession with the ball. More rushing yards. Uh, more passing yards. Man, uh, I'm a little concerned with the Ravens on that. Yeah. That's something they're going to need to fix. And, and and they most likely will. Again, this is probably the toughest week one matchup is to come in and play against, like, you know, the Jets, who they're not, they're not getting that excited for that game. No. They're not. They're just an expect to win it and go on. Yeah. Don't don't want anybody to get hurt. But yeah, I mean, and that's why we had the Ravens around three or four, I think, when in our preseason draft or preseason power rankings, and that's exactly why I dropped them down to eight. I mean, I they were able to put some things together towards the end of the game that saved them from falling more. But, I mean, I tried to look at that unbiased. And, I mean, they put up another performance like that against a a solid team or a not-solid team, and they're right out of these power rankings. And, I mean, then I'm going to their matchup next week is against our number seven team, the Miami Dolphins. And yep. man, the Dolphins are fast. 
are fast. They only scored 20 points, but they looked good doing it. They look good on defense. They look good on offense. I don't know how they didn't score more. Um, interception in the beginning of the game, then a fumble into a uh, into a touchdown. And, I mean, Tyreek Hill and Waddle, they, they did what they were expected to do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, trying. Good. I'm trying to pull up their game stats real quick. Uh, combined, they had 12 receptions for 160 yards. Oh, okay. And right in there. And the Mac Jones, who they played uh, against the Patriots, he's banged up now. I think with like a back back spasms or back sprain or something, something that's probably not too concerned if he played a different position but I mean throwing the ball downfield you need to have a good back going on you don't want to just get some type of shot but yeah I mean and that speed concerns me going with the Ravens going up against them I mean it's in Baltimore so at least they're not going to have to deal with the Miami heat but Man, it's been like, it was like 100 degrees across the whole U.S. the other day. So, I mean, it's still probably going to be pretty hot. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, with uh, how you feeling right now with um, Lamar Jackson, you know, um, putting himself out there for the money like that? I mean, if he can be... betting on himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think when the reports came out, they offered him a bigger contract than Russell Wilson, I believe, and a little more guaranteed money at one thirty-three. I think they should have offered him a, even more guaranteed money, but the Browns have set the precedent, and we've been saying it here for years that don't let the Browns set the precedent of the NFL. They're desperate. They're not that good. And, I mean, are, is the, are the rest of the NFL team supposed to start giving guaranteed contracts right now because the Browns did it? The Browns. That's the only problem. It's like... the. The Ravens aren't the Browns, the Steelers aren't the Browns, and they're not going to be bullied into giving somebody all the guaranteed money. But I do think they should have offered them more guaranteed money. But if he can if he can recreate that a season similar to what Joe Flacco yeah. did when he bet on himself, yeah. yep. then I I think the Ravens may have to give him all all the guaranteed money. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, and this is the thing that scares me a little bit is that if they if they don't come to an agreement, um, you know what happens to him next? Because I I don't see him, I don't see him being able to play in a lot of other systems. But yeah, that's just me. I'm not saying he's not good. No, I far I, from what I'm saying. No, I but totally I, understand. I don't know why he didn't. I don't know why he didn't take that money. Yeah, that, that, that to me he should have taken it. Well, I mean, if he doesn't, 
sign anything this year and doesn't sign anything next year and he's still healthy, then the Ravens franchise tag him and then then we see if he sits out. I mean, it's they they get the opportunity to franchise tag him for two years and that I mean that's a nice paycheck, so but if that doesn't happen, um them I I I don't know, but if he can string along an MVP Super Bowl winning season, then the Ravens are gonna have to fork up oh, yeah. more money. Yep. All right. And then going to the sixth team, the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers was not happy with his receivers last night going up against the Vikings. The Vikings receivers they were happy Justin I mean Aaron Rodgers called Justin Jefferson the best player in the NFL and I mean he's he's definitely good you were high on uh on Kirk Cousins earlier last week you were telling us and I mean with a wide receiver like Justin Jefferson I don't know how you can't like the Vikings to keep um, to keep going and being one of the top teams when the end of the season comes along. I mean, we always have injuries that happen like Dak, but yeah. Yeah, and the Vikings defense is pretty good. Yeah. It is as much as much as the Packers' um, receiving court is awful. Mm-hmm. But look, look at true to true to Aaron Rodgers' form. I mean, he he distributed the ball to everybody. He did. He hit him in. I mean, he hit that rookie. You just saw Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, look, the rookie beat the defense, and Aaron Rodgers gifted him a nice soft ball right into his hands and he was about six yards away from the end zone I think and it just went through his hands you know the rookie was upset and you just see Aaron Rodgers face and he had the look on his face like I don't know what else I can do <laughs> I mean I just, I just handed this off to you yeah he gave you the softest nicest throw you didn't score a touchdown. Like, that's... I can't do anything else. So, then at uh, number five, we had the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers went up against the Raiders. I expected the Raiders to win this game. Um, but the Chargers just, I mean, they were able... They, they dominated at the beginning, and the Raiders couldn't turn it on until later in the game. Now, I expect the Raiders to get better throughout the season. Um especially the more car uh works with Devontae, but mm-hmm. that's where I got the Chargers at 5. I got the Eagles at 4. I got the Chiefs at 3. I got the Rams at 2 and the Bills at 1. Um Everybody, we turned it on, and I don't know if I was just riding off the excitement of the very first football game. Uh, 
Stefan Diggs looked amazing. Cooper Cup looked amazing. The Rams, I mean, they didn't they didn't win. Uh they lo- they only scored ten points, but I mean Ramsey is gonna lock down the wide receivers in the NFL a lot better than he was able to deal with Diggs. I mean, Diggs has a, has a boulder on his shoulder. He's like got such a large chip on his shoulder because he's he's almost been there like two years in a row. And he sits there and watches the other team celebrate and hold up the trophy in the playoffs and the division championship and things like that or conference championship, what, wherever they've gotten to. And he uses that as a way to motivate himself. So, I, all right, I, I've got all right. So I've got my eyes on the Rams uh, at the two spot. Yeah. Um. And I'm good with the two ranking right now because <clears throat> uh-huh. I don't see. I I per- personally I still see them better than the Eagles. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, but I'll tell you what, they, that, that performance concerned me a little bit on, uh, on Thursday night with the Rams. Yeah. Um, that, I feel like they're missing that OJB, that, o, that um, OBJ, OBJ guy. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they need another guy out there to help cause some havoc. Um, and the thing but, is, but here's the thing is I just, it, it, the part that maybe scared me the most is seeing how good the Bills can be. Yeah. Um, we knew they are going to be good, but dominating the uh, the Rams like that. Yeah, they absolutely dominated them. OBJ was in the building because the Rams were having their Super Bowl celebration. But, I mean, there were there's speculation. This game was helping him make a decision on where he might be playing later on this season. I so, know. I mean... <laughs> He, Von, he, we already know he's like best friends with Von Miller. Von Miller helped convince him to go to the Rams. I'm not saying Von Miller is going to convince him to go to the Bills, but I mean, Von Miller made that defense look so good. They they did. And And that defense made Von Miller look good too. Um, yeah, just when we all thought Von Miller, you know, was at the back end of his career, uh, he's still got a lot in that tank. Yeah, he does. Yeah, um, he does. Yeah, you know what? Think about that for a second. Uh, if OBJ <clears throat> goes to the to the Bills, yeah, As it's gonna be even. <laughs> they will stay. They'll stay at the number one ranking. Yeah, yeah. So that's yep. that's our uh, Monday morning power rankings and. Our highlights of all the games. Tonight we got Denver at Seattle, so you know the Boo Birds are going to be out um, calling for their old quarterback, Russell Wilson. Denver is favored by seven in this game, and the over-under is 44. So we'll uh, we'll see how things shake up there. I mean, we got... We got the Broncos at number nine and the Seahawks at 32. So 
We'll see if the Seahawks can do a little something to maybe shuffle their way up a little bit. Or we'll see if the Broncos just solidify themselves in the top 10. I mean, with that going on, we got about four minutes. I mean, we, you know, you know, Jamie and I love football, so we're going to talk about it the whole time. But we still got to touch on this MVP race we're having in the MLB. I mean, Otani showing up the other day in a Lamar Jackson jersey, just making me like him even more. Um, Aaron Judd, 55 home runs. He's batting 307 with 121 RBIs. And then we got Otani on the other side. He's batting 266 with 88 RBIs, but he's also got those 12 wins, a 2.55 ERA, and 188 strikeouts. I mean, Otani's team isn't going into the into the um, Hall of Fame. He won this the MVP last year. If Aaron Judge doesn't win the MVP this year, this is my only reason why I feel like um, Judge could get the MVP over Otani. Because I mean, just doing what he's doing. It's like he's a once-in-generational player. Um, but it's almost like he's going to do this. He's going to continue to do this. And if it's like that, does is he just going to get the MVP forever? So even though people have done, have hit home runs and stuff, I mean, I think this might be the only time for somebody else to sneak in with an MVP unless we get, like, I mean, I don't know, the next generation of baseball players who all pitch and hit. What do you think, Jamie? Coming up, two minutes left. Tell me what yeah, you think. I, I know. I, I, it's hard to deny Shohei Otani. I mean, hot. What do you do to be better than that? Yeah. You, you, no matter what anybody's doing, maybe a triple crown winner. I mean, yeah. judge isn't there, but um, yeah. Now it's it, it's it's amazing what he does, and it's too bad he's not on a winning team right now, so the yeah. more people are seeing it because uh, you know they don't they're not going to get a lot of airtime here on the East Coast being a West team, and um, but yeah, hey. I, I'm, I'm incredibly happy for Aaron Judge, not just as a Yankee fan, but just because, yeah, um, he's that good. He's and that good. He bet on himself. Yeah. And he's he winning. He's won, in my opinion. Whether he wins the MVP or not, he won. The coolest yeah. thing about Shohei Otani, I, I think I heard, was something about this week. He got hit with like a hundred mile per hour curveball earlier this week. Stepped back and looked and thought about it. And then like two or three days later, he's hitting people with like ninety-nine mile an hour sinkers and curves. Like he just taught himself a new pitch. And he ended up having to come out of that game because he had a blister on that I'm guessing he had a blister on his hand because he kept pitching and kept practicing that uh pitch yeah. 
It's hard. It's it's hard to say he's not the MVP. It's extremely hard. I mean, and I, and that's coming from a very biased scenario. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're yeah. Yeah. I'm all over Monday, you know, 11 a.m. to 12 yeah. o'clock yeah. noon. You know, when you when you hit that many home runs, you got your, that many RBIs. Um, You're I mean, listening his whole to offensive stat line is just crazy. Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 yeah, so, FM. I'll be, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be rooting for the voters Unity that Radio tend to want to lean towards soul. somebody that's in the playoffs or bringing the their team to the playoffs. The and program, unfortunately, where that's gonna those. fall into play, and and you, judges' only chance to win in that MVP stat. is that that thought. 